fuck? Spicy cheese and a man that knows a bargain? Whew! That's the Brick House Podcast. back in the building we got a special guest today hi tom hi boys thank you so much for having me this is this is honestly such an honor it's a long time coming it's weird seeing you in person while doing the podcast and not hearing you in my ear from a voicemail that you called three weeks ago and then we had the opportunity to reply to on the podcast yes long time listener and even longer time caller (laughs) yeah seriously Um, Happy to be here and talking to you boys and not leaving you a drunken voicemail because I feel like I should have left that in the past. I will say you didn't sound drunk in any of those voicemails. The, my favorite one is still the one where you put on the Cypress Hill song. Yes. That that, that was that was pretty much your Mona Lisa. I had a practice run where I didn't I just like called somebody else and oh. just like tested this and then <sighs> then called you boys. Who did you call? The Ghostbusters? Who you gonna call? No, actually, I called myself on a different computer, and I played it, and I just heard it. Okay, so. so you didn't have to bother anyone? No, no, no. That I'm um, kind of disappointed you didn't call Hayden. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. He's. I should have called Hayden, actually. That's a good point. I'm sorry, Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, tell the people while we're here today. It's Friday. Right. But Why else are we here? So, two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. Today is February 28th. So, yep. exactly 14 days ago. Wow, math guy. Yeah, like big math guy. Yeah, I, I can add up to 20, man. I'm, I'm good. 19? Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite number. 14 days ago, Mr. Kevin Parker, who plays as uh, Tame Impala, released his fourth album, The Slow Rush, on Interscope Records. I, I didn't know the record label. I didn't know we were going that I direction. I think it's Interscope, yeah. Definitely a record. <laughs> oh, yeah. I definitely want this on vinyl. Yes. Anyway, so we obviously are huge Tame Impala fans. I thought it was Andrew's favorite band, to be honest, but he tells me it's Title Fight, which it's, I'm, it's I'm, very, title pleased. Fight. I'm very pleased. It's still title, title Fight. fight. The, memes <laughs> the memes live another week here, boys. The memes live another week. Yeah. Um, but as we reviewed... Kanye West's album, we we also have to review Kevin Parker's. Yeah, so we're blowing out everything. It's season two, episode 14, which is ironic because that's the same day that Tame Impala's album came out, February 14th. And this Valentine's wasn't planned day. at all. It just it totally aligned yeah, it just, in the stars. Yeah, it really did. Tracks album is... 12 songs long. 12 songs. Clocks in at about 57 minutes. So perfect for a commute. It's, it's a nice it's a nice listen. And I, I think there's a definite first half of this album. I think there's a definite back half of this album. But I'd say there's a nice slow rush from front to back. I, I see what you did there. I'm all for it. And yeah. I'd have to agree with that. Yeah, I, I see I see what you did there. All right, fellas, let's I'm gonna whip around the room. I got a couple of questions for everybody. Where were you for your first listen? I was on an NJ transit train heading to the shore. Because that's what you do in February. That sounds, honestly, I can't imagine a worse kind of hell. I mean, growing up in New Jersey, I'm used to hell. But um, <laughs> it was honestly pretty nice. Like, you, you're along the coast for a lot of the rides. So you got nice ocean views there. Kevin Parker serenading you in the background. Um, All right, you're selling me. Yeah. Okay. Joe? I was half naked in my parents' basement working out. Which half? I had boxers on. Nice. I am Hans. I'm Dime Franz. And, and we, we want, want to pump you up. That's, uh... That's that's I I had a Tame Impala workout question that we'll ask later, but uh, I think now's the best time to ask. I really hope everyone has that visual now. 
You can only listen to Tame Impala for the rest of your life, but you can either be running or lifting weights. Which do you choose and why? I'm going to choose lifting weights because um, if anyone's seen me run, it lasts for about seven seconds. <laughs> so it's about, that's not even a song. I love it. <laughs> um, I'd say running. Even, running? Even though I did work out to it. It's, it didn't really get my juices going. I would say I think it's better for a run, but the problem is I, like Tom, fucking hate running. It's so the worst. It's the worst. I don't trust people who like running. Those people just just leave. You, you, just, you just put a lot of people on notice. <laughs> I, I, I love did. running, but like I get this weird like pain in my ankle. Actually, my whole like left side when I run, but I'm, I'm, weird, I'm like a weird sadistic fuck. So. You like the pain? Yeah. Okay. I'll deal with it. Ladies. <laughs> All right. My first listen was that Friday morning. I was off. I went for like a super nice long walk around Lower Manhattan and listened to the album, and it was it was quite good. Did it have a Lower Manhattan vibe to it? I think it's better Brooklyn. I think it's better Brooklyn, uh, like a Prospect Park. Or if you're in Manhattan, I would say go get lost in Central Park. I don't know. I feel like you want to be. I still prefer. I would prefer to listen to this album in some form of nature presence mm-hmm. i think it would flow better mm-hmm. not that walking around manhattan it doesn't have its parts but like this album definitely is like i would love to stargaze and listen to this album i will say you don't have to confine yourself to new york city this is look fair. at your fucking shirt you have a whole fucking world on your shirt well yeah i'm wearing you could my, be anywhere and listen to this album i'm wearing my tame and Paula shirt which if you follow us on instagram you saw it on our stories a couple where well we're putting this album out today so today it's not an album. It's, it's a, a podcast. podcast. <laughs> it was a great picture, though. And I do see this album as something that would be like very nice to walk around without really like any purpose. You're just kind of walking for the sake of walking. And yeah, it's a I, big album for that. I mean, and it is called The Slow Rush. And in Lower Manhattan, on a weekday, you're going to get a, a big rush, a yeah. fast rush. So yeah. it's kind of... Yeah. Favorite song on the album, boys. Ooh. Tom, I'll let you take the lead on this one. Oh, boy. Thank you, Harris. I'm considering this my, my intern application, by the way, since I know you guys are looking for interns. But uh, my current favorite, and we're going back and forth here, but currently I'm saying posthumous forgiveness. Okay. The first half or the second half? It's actually funny because it is the song definitely breaks into two halves, and it's kind of heartbreaking in a, in a way because the whole thing kind of focuses around Kevin's relationship with his father. And the first half is kind of saying, like, you know, he took all his sorries to his grave, and then the second half is kind of, I, I still wish you were here so I could, you could sing these songs and see what I'm doing. So in that sense, it is very much like a two, two different songs in one. I would say, I think the second half kind of, you know, shows that he does still love his father and care no matter what happened in the past. So if I had to pick a half, I'll take half number two. I would as well. Not that the first half is bad, but... Absolutely not, yeah. I will say that that half of the song was one of my favorite parts of the album as well. But as a whole, Tomorrow's Dust is my favorite song. It's a good one. It's a great uh, track. It's a great track. I'm going to go personally with Lost in Yesterday, which I think if there's one song that's a big commercial hit that we're going to hear all over the place, it's easily Lost in Yesterday. And it's a fantastic video to go along with it. <laughs> oh, if you def- haven't seen the music I video. I don't know if I have. I'm not a big music video guy. Well, it's funny you say that because it is the only song in the album they made a music video for. And it, well, I listen to FUV and... Currently, that's the only song they're playing off the record. I mean, I think that's disappointing. But I will say, I, I love the transition from Breathe Deeper to Mar- into Tomorrow's Dust into On Track. Like, that three is, like, one of those, like, three tracks that I just want to listen to 
consecutively, even though it's like 15 minutes of music, the way those three flow together. Tomorrow's Dust is, is fucking awesome. And also, I love on Glimmer. I love that he incorporated like conversations into this album in multiple places. I love the one in Glimmer where he's talking about, oh, turn the bass up. Oh, turn the bass up. It's like, it's like be a better, better producer. And he's... That's amazing. Do you know where that sample is from? I have no idea. So that sample is actually from a podcast. So podcast goals, get our podcast sampled on the next Kevin Parker album. Obviously, that totally doable. Totally doable. 100%. 100%. Kevin, if you're if you're listening, and I know you are, um, you can just hit him up at the Brickhouse Pod, right? On yeah, Instagram exactly. and Twitter. Exactly. Boom. We, we Look at this guy. We don't even need any royalties. Just sh- No. Just Bo- shut your fucking publicity. mouth, Joe. Shut your mouth, okay? No. No, no, no. I as fifty percent of this podcast, I don't agree with that. Now let me ask you a royalty question. Because what if Kevin said, "I'm gonna pay you in hard seltzers"? You pick the brand, and I'll pay you in hard seltzers. And the question is, do you take that deal? And if so, what brand do you pick? All right, okay, all right, Joe. All right. I would rebuttal with, "Pay me in hard hangs as well as hard seltzers." What the fuck are you talking about? That's up for interpretation. <laughs> but I will take White Claw. I'll take. Oh uh, yeah, I was. Well, I was gonna say we need to discuss seltzer brand because here I'm just throwing it out there. Natty just put out that new flavor of strawberry kiwi, and they have more alcohol content in their hard seltzer. We did like the Natty seltzers. We did, but I'm an OG. I know that we're OGs here, but I'm just saying an unlimited amount higher alcohol content needs to be considered. Yeah, but White Claw is a small business. Fair. All right. Cool. You got me. Let's I'm go. I'm all about that local shit. You know. Let's go. We're. Uh, we're hitting White Claw. Wow. You heard it right here, Kevin. White Claws, hard hangs. Thank you. I had a question. When you were listening to track two, Instant Destiny, mm-hmm. did you think to yourself, this song would be great if it were covered by Rihanna? Wow. Because it has like a 90s kind of R&B vibe to it. I mean, a lot of the album does. I mean, that one in particular. I've listened to that one and thought about moving to Miami because there is a line there about moving to Miami. But no, I haven't thought about any of these tracks like being covered by anybody. But like... I'd actually be down for that. Yeah. Either I mean, her or SZA or... No, no, no. No, no, no. no. no it's, it's fucking Rihanna. I could totally see SZA I could ripping too, that track. But it's Rihanna. It's actually... It's a very interesting thought. I didn't I didn't give it any thought up until this point. But you know what? I, I was listening to the album On the Way to You Boys Here, and I'm going to put it on, on the way on the way out, and I'm going to listen to it as, would Rihanna cover this? And I'll give you my answers at a later time on the next voicemail maybe yeah, perhaps I, I like that I like all that. of you guys should should do that 917-725-0616 do you remember that time last week when I actually knew the phone number I was pretty much the most proud I've ever been in my entire life Joe it's never gonna happen again never gonna no shot no shot in hell <laughs> never say never come on man um, I'm not a Justin Bieber fan sorry <laughs> is that a, was, that, was that a reference from Justin Bieber it, it, yes it was never say never oh baby <laughs> Baby. <laughs> I don't know what that was. If you were to show one track on this album to somebody who's never listened to Tame Impala before, what track are you choosing? That is a tough question. Borderline. I think yeah, Borderline's a good one. I think I'd also go Borderline. I mean I yeah, I think that's a fair This version, not the single from Over the Summer. I did want to talk about that at some point. It he did remix some of these singles, right? A little yes. bit. I think because he put out Lost in Yesterday too, but I don't remember it being as good as it is on the album. So are we open for a Kevin Parker is Kanye West where he can just reopen a song and recut it whenever he wants? Where like his projects are living, breathing? Has he earned that level of artistry? Well, how many other artists have we done album reviews for on this podcast? I mean, it's fair. It's Kanye and it's Kevin Parker. And I would say, is Kevin Parker like the face of alternative rock music right now? Like, undoubtedly. 
Has he passed probably the Black Keys? He's 100% the sound. I don't even, I, I don't think people know what his face looks like. That's fair. Because, I mean, no diss, Kevin. You're not the prettiest guy. Yeah, not ugly though either. Not not a bad. He's not ugly. Not no. a bad looking. Also, if anybody knows what shirt he's wearing in his Spotify picture, could you just slide that my way? Can we put that on the story or something, maybe? Because I I don't even know what he's wearing in his Spotify picture. Oh yeah, well yeah, I'll, I'll put it out there. It's like a it's a like clean shirt. Oh, that's nice. Oh wow, yeah, you see <laughs> that? That's yo. Yeah, if anybody if anybody knows who makes that, are those eyes on his I shirt? I think th- yeah, no, that's a whole face. That's a face. That's a whole fucking face, man. Yo, look at that. Yeah. So if anybody knows, wow. Uh, at Andrew Passaro on Instagram, DMs are open anytime, day or night. You could hit a ba da 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 as it's well. Slide it in there too. And I mean, if if you're already on the app, <laughs> you might as well hit T E S P O nine two on Instagram as well. Yeah, so just saying. So actually, you would answer this question because we kind of went off on a segue here. But if you had to introduce this album to someone who's never listened, what's the one track you're picking? Borderline's a really good one. Um, I might do Is It True? I might do Is It True? That one really hit me. But I mean, also Lost in Yesterday is kind of like another decent answer, I feel like. But I could go with any of those three. Upon listening to this album, it definitely made me want to dance. It made me want to think. But most importantly, it made me want to vibe out with the homies. Okay. Yeah. But also, some questions I thought of while listening to the album. Okay. What drug was Kevin Parker on or not on while making said track? I think this is an acid album. Yeah, I don't know. if I was thinking something like acid or LSD or maybe even maybe like shrooms. shrooms. I yeah. can see shrooms. I can see shrooms. That, that's a good answer because not, not so much for this album, but before Currents came out, he was tripping out on shrooms in the back seat, I believe, listening to the Bee Gees. Okay. And he, he always hated pop. Didn't like pop. But then he heard, I think it was Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. And he was like, holy shit. This shit is fucking hard as fuck. And then he wanted to is make... Is that a direct quote? Yes. <laughs> you, you can quote him on that. And then he wanted to make pop style music. So Do you like or dislike that he's... Like, here's the, th- here's the what's wild to me. Because, again, we talked about Kanye earlier. We've done two album reviews for a podcast that we started to talk about music that branched off of a college radio show where all we did was play like indie, underground, like punk. And we've done two album reviews on this podcast. And it was a fucking gospel album. And is this a pop album? Are we just going to call it what it is? Or is this alternative? I mean, alternative can be anything. It is. I know. But this has a very pop style. If you called it indie pop, you wouldn't be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually the first thing that came to my mind, like was indie pop, but I was like, he's probably on a major record. It was like the only thing. I don't know if that even still accounts for indie today. Do you have to be on an independent record? No. 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 It's a sound. Anymore. It's a sound, not a label name anymore. Yeah, it's just wild to me the progression that we've come on, like musically over the years of what we, you know, what we listen to has definitely changed. And again, is Tame and Paula, do they have, really have the chance of being like the face of the alternative world after this album? Because I think they probably the band that's i think they already were yeah yeah i'd say for the past year or two they were the maybe even three they were the face of indie pop or indie rock yeah it's hard to it's hard to kind of argue against that right i mean because in the last few years the only people i can really see that are legitimately challenging that is the arctic monkeys who haven't put out an album since 2018 i liked their last album a lot of people didn't but i liked it a lot yeah, I agree. It was something different. It was very Alex Turner, but I liked it. It wasn't trying to be a corporate album after having an incredibly corporate album before that. Which, yeah. 
I liked, but then, you know, the, the, only inter- the internet didn't agree with me. I agree with you on that. I think it was a good album. I think it was underappreciated. And the only other challenger I could see there, potentially, I don't even know if you would classify them as alternative, would be Cage the Elephant kind of putting out different things. I think they're less on the alternative and more just kind of straight rock, but they're the, the other ones that seem to be pumping out at least new music with some kind of some kind of quality there yeah we've fallen we've both fallen off we both loved early cage and haven't really it's funny you brought up cage because i also had a thought so this is tame's fourth album i like it a lot i like the album a lot but it's not as i don't like it as much as the other three and 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 now that actually so uh friend of the pod victor couldn't be here today and he texted me about that he said on track was a highlight for me but he also said i think now that he's married and his love is love life is fulfilled he isn't really as concerned about writing about love or looking for love but is more concerned about how long life this lifelong commitment will last and how he's reached another milestone but now how these milestones are marked with in the context as long as time is just a concept at the beginning of the album he contemplates where he was a year ago and where he will be a year from now by the end he realizes that you can't he realizes time can't make one feels really small and it's hard to make plans and goals when you think that the grand scheme of life is how long it is so he concludes while tracking by time by the hour it's easier to do i will say i did not think that deeply into the album yeah but i would say it's 100 percent accurate do you think that you think his circum like his circumstances have changed the the sound that he wants to go into and like the message of like the like writing styles changed because of his personal life like 100 percent. i mean it's the same thing with like We've seen the same thing with a bunch of other people. Do you think he can still be a successful artist in the path that he's going right now? Yes, to the second and to the first. I feel the way musicians work is they feel, hear, see, you know, all kinds of senses. They they just take it all in. They take it all in in their fucking mind. And then whatever's mulling around up there, it comes out in whatever whatever form the synth the guitar the vibe whatever whatever they're feeling they they push that out they emulate that in whatever sound they're making so for this you know whatever kevin parker was feeling the happiness the thinking about his father the maturing it, it all comes out through his music whether it's conscious or subconscious i also kind of wonder if some of this like the way that this music developed kind of came after he was done recording it. Because if like he was recording in 2018 and 2019, and this album, you know, we're here in February 2020 with this album, the house that he recorded a lot of this in burned down in the fires in California last year. And I kind of wonder if that comes into play almost in the, the mixing, like the post-production process. I mean, I've never recorded a musical album, so I can't say for sure, but... I would say 100% it comes through. Because you can always go back and touch up things or change little things. The song Bones will stay the same. I 100% would say that had an impact on it. He had to deal with a lot of fires lately. Yeah. How are you guys saving Australia? Um, well, I just bought a kangaroo. Yeah? Yeah. So I'm fostering a kangaroo farm in Queens Village, New York. That's pretty That's badass. Good. Yeah, that makes sense. Kangaroos really love... I'm worried, I'm kind though. of I'm... disappointed that we haven't seen that on your Instagram game. I mean, like, that is that is an incredible well, my, way my to attract My phone's been kind DMs. of fucked. I... I haven't really had access to my phone. Rule 76, no excuses, play like a champion. Yeah, I'll buy a new phone one of these days. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, but I yeah, mean, I'm worried about when the kangaroos grow up because, like, they're okay jumping around the yard now, but, like, you ever see those videos of those kangaroos boxing in the street? Like, yeah. no, <laughs> I don't want to come home from work and then all I'll see I'm saying, Kyle the kangaroo down the street beating the shit out of Bob the Builder. All I'm saying is I would... <laughs> what neighborhood are you in? <laughs> come I'm, at me. I, all I'm saying is I could see realistically see a kangaroo learning how to box if it lived in queens but like they, they box with their feet 
But could you it's see... Called kickboxing. You, okay. you train Kyle, right? You're on the subway platform one day and some guy bumps you. You're done. Like, you're set. Like, you go on the platform. Let Kyle deal with this guy bumping you. you know, as you wait I for just really hope that Peter. My Uncle Peter <laughs> has my back. Peter, I'm just saying, maybe if this meeting goes well, Brian could be part of a Peter rally. Somebody's having a rally for me now? No, for Peter. That's me. I'm Peter. I'm not talking about you, Peter. I'm talking about Peter. I wanted to make a hummus joke, but that was so much better. <laughs> hummus and Peter. <laughs> so going back, I brought up fourth albums, and you brought up Cage Elephant. So this is Tam Paula's fourth album. So I looked into other bands' fourth albums, okay. whether it be good or bad. You know, I feel like the fourth album is a really hard. You can open that on the mic. Don't worry. Don't right don't, there. Yeah. Open it right, right fucking right, there. Right there. Right there. All right. You know, he, in, he was all bashful. Yeah, about like trying a beer. to hide that shit. We're drinking the, fucking we're beer. Get the fuck out! Of, come on. No, I'm an intern here. We have we have alcohol at the office, and the interns are afraid to ask for a beer. And now I know what that feels like because I'm an intern, and I'm like, can I have a beer? That's there we go. There we go. Here we go. That's the sound of heaven. Oof. Oof. That's all I can say. I thought about other fourth albums. It's. I feel like it's hard to do fourth albums. Things come in trilogies. You got the fucking Star Wars thing. You got those fucking rings and the lords. You got fucking... <laughs> You're a sci-fi man, I can see. Yeah, you got some other things that come in three. The, the Holy Ghost, the guy in the heaven and the son that he killed. The Christmas Carol had three ghosts. Oh, that's Scrooge. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, three yeah, Muppets visited him. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Testicles. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I, I looked into some, some bands, um, fourth albums. Some were good, some were not. Metallica and Justice for All. It's a pretty good album. Some say that's their best album. Pretty I disagree, but a lot of people say it's their best. His best friend. Well, not best friend, but one of his good friends. Arctic Monkeys. Suck it and see. Pretty good album. Arguably their worst album. Like, I, I think so. Wow, that was... You, you came out here and said pretty good album, and you're like, arguably their worst. I mean, but yeah, all of their albums, though, were really good. So, exactly. So it's like the worst of their albums. Like, if I wrote that album, I'd be thrilled. Exactly. That's why I said it's still a pretty good album. But yes, in the Arctic Monkeys stratosphere, yeah, it's probably not their best. Correct. And then... My great... Co- great Mr. Co- Mr. New Jersey, Bruce Springsteen, Darkness on the Edge of Town. My favorite, Bruce. My too. favorite as well. Very good. I'm yeah. shaking his hand right now. I'm shaking his hand. You can't hear the shake, but it's it's. It shaking. was good. It was firm. It was and nice. then bad albums that I thought you know bands could have done much better. The Strokes, Ang- Angles, Angeles, Ang. How do how do you pronounce those words? I literally am. I literally pulled up the Strokes on my phone to see what their fourth album is, and then you have it written. So. Yeah. So I thought the album was God trash, bless. But there's one really good song on that. The KG Elephant album. Tell me I'm pretty. I thought it was fucking trash. Not, I'm sorry, like man. That. Hey, I'm, like I'm not it. their I'm not their biggest fan. I I just I still think they put out decent stuff. So it I won just, a Grammy. I think. I think it did. I think yeah. you're absolutely right. And then Block Party, one of my favorite bands. I thought the album four, which was their fourth album, was trash as well. Hey, hey, hey Joe, what was the fourth title fight album though? Ah shit. <laughs> Arguably their worst. No, it's not. Yes. No, it's not. Dude, you're saying that fucking um, Floral Green is not. Is, is worse than Hyperview? I think their albums got better as they came out. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well. But you know I'm not like a big, like, hardcore fan. That's why, that's like, true. I would always, come on. Agree to disagree. Yeah, obviously. Keep it simple. I had other thoughts if... if Keep I'm going. Speak yeah. my thoughts. I hate the Grammys. Yep. We're aware. All right, we all I agree. hate them as well. Yep. 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 Will Kevin Parker win a Grammy for this album? I think so. I think you go an album of the year. If not album... Best alternative. Oh, easily. Yeah, I mean, he's an alternative. Yeah. 
or it, it could be pop or it could be whatever you know here's the thing it could be any genre if kendrick decides that he wants to release an album this year i think that's really the only i think that's the only album that could challenge it that leads me to my next question what future collabs do you want to do you want kevin parker i want have? him i want him to produce for kendrick that would actually be very interesting. I mean, he's done shit with Kanye, right? He did shit with Travis Scott. He did shit with Travis, yeah. I think it's 100% possible. Between this album of, like, Tame, where they're having the conversations at the end, and there is a Kendrick album, um, was it The Pimp a Butterfly, where they have, like, mm-hmm. the poems at the end. It's still, it's a similar theme. Mm-hmm. So, kind of interesting to see two artists, that's respect, well-respected artists at the top of their games, kind of following a different theme, similar themes, excuse me, but obviously... Kendrick did that several years before Kevin would. Well, that's what he wants to do, right? He wants to be more of like a music producer now going forward than a, like an, a person releasing his own shit. So yeah. like, dude, imagine if he produced for Freddie. I can't even imagine. What I that can't. Would sound like. I don't know if it, the styles would work, but. Well, I, Freddie can rap over anything. I, we've seen Freddie rap over nothing. <laughs> exactly. He could rap over a fucking Siamese salad. Yeah. I don't know what that is. But could he rap over spicy cheese? Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> he would thrive. <laughs> Chopped cheese, maybe. Two more questions. How many kangaroos did it take to record this song? How many kangaroos could have been saved while we were listening to this album? Think about all the kangaroos that died in those brush fires. And- I know. I feel like if we were doing a video podcast right now, we'd put up the number to like donate money to Australia. Yeah. We're just not organized like that. Get on that, Tom. Sorry. Right, I'll on work it. on it. I'm on it, Mr. Pissarro. <laughs> yes, intern. Yes, man. Oh, that's Mr. a nice Timex, by Mr. the way. Mr. Brennan, thank you. My mom got it at Kohl's. $20. <laughs> Kangaroo donations, Australia. This is what I'm typing into Google right now, so that the heads of the Brickhouse Pod won't fire me. We're not even paying you. <laughs> You're not. We're paying you in clout only. So, um, Mr. Pissarro. So I just found up a link here. Uh, the www.org.au. You can go there and donate, and now directly help the kangaroos that's cool i almost bought a 55 dollar t-shirt from advisory board crystals that was going to give money to the uh to the like australia and then i didn't buy so it. you almost helped i almost helped Can i thought the thought that counts i thought about it i didn't like the back graphic the front graphic was sick and advisory board crystals always takes like forever to get there so like what it showed up in like august quick question can mm-hmm. you let all of us know and me included what the fuck the wwf stands for it's World Wildlife Foundation? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is the World Wildlife Foundation? Very good. Yeah. (laughs) For 200. (laughs) The first thing that came to my mind was, what the what the fuck? (laughs) It's like the Australian version of the WWE, (laughs) the WWF. But they help the kangaroos. I bet that's cool with me. Kickboxing, yes. Um, Last question. Two questions. One question. Do you think Kevin Parker tested this out while he was fucking? You think he was playing It Might Be Time to Come? And then he's just like, ah! Ah! You're saying he might have been on the borderline of that? And then... Well, is it true It Might Be Time? Or or is this... Yeah, I can't think of any... I'm I'm out. I do think he was breathing deeper when when he was... (laughs) But, I mean, maybe he wanted to go one more hour. Or one more year. Or or one more year for an in- instant destiny. Yeah. Damn it. Or maybe he gave her Plan B and it was tomorrow's dust. <laughs> oh my god. What the fuck? We're on a whole other level today, boys. Yikes. All right. Um, <laughs> I had an album question that does not involve <laughs> this. 
Wait, uh, I had one last question. Yeah, yeah, go for um, you, go for you. I'm sorry, Mr. Brennan. I'm just so, slowly intern. So, what planet would you want to be on listening to this album? Hmm. Is Pluto a planet? On our podcast, it is. Yeah, we'll accept it. Cool. I'm going to say Jupiter. Touche. You know <laughs> why you, Jupiter? You can't stand on Jupiter because it's an entire gas planet. You can just go right through. But are there drops of Jupiter? Whoa. Only in my ear. I think we need to retire. I, I thought about that today. Why do they call it retire? Like, were you tired and then you got retired? Like, you're tired again? Like, Shut I don't, the I fuck don't, up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> why, why, are, why are they called refried beans? <laughs> Whose idea was it to, like, you know those beans? Fry them again. <laughs> you ever, like, give a plate back? Be like, I don't think these beans were refried. They were only fried once. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry, actually. Fuck it. Um, planet that I'd want to listen. I want to listen to this on Mars. I would do that. Like a nice space walk on Mars. You and Bowie. Yeah. Hell yeah. But that's where, yeah, Bowie's not dead. He's just on Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Elvis isn't dead. He just went home. I picked the sun. Because it's not this a planet. Album, this it's not al- a planet. Well, fuck it. This album is straight fire. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is that they didn't see as Joe threw that it went over the candle that's lit on the table. I was speaking fire. to the fire. All right, Joe, you ready? We're gonna call Alex here. All right, we're gonna bring on a special guest to the podcast. We got a we got a true crossover. I mean, we're talking like Batman meets Superman when the X Men go meet up with Spider Man. We are we are doing a full on collaboration when John, Ron Jeremy goes on with Jenna Jameson. Uh, yeah, sure. We'll tell, okay, okay. Hopefully, not as much action. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um. I'm going to welcome on Alex Moss, one of the co-hosts of my soccer podcast, uh, Ghost Gold Podcast. Uh, you can follow Alex along at ASMoss92. And it's funny, Alex and I did, were doing the podcast a couple weeks ago, and he made a request. He's like, hey, are you guys going to be reviewing the new Tame Impala album? I'd love to pop on and talk Breakhouse with you. So, Alex, we're going to we're gonna throw some quick fire action questions for you about the album. But overall, I'll first one... A scale of one to ten, what what ranking would you give it out of out of ten here? I I mean, there's a few disclaimers that I, I won't mention right now, but for me, it was like a solid eight at least. Probably the best album of the year, so maybe I might bump it up to a nine. I just don't know what else is coming out the rest of this year, other than a few artists that have uh, albums that I'm looking forward to coming out. Favorite song? Oh, this has been tough. I've switched like three times. Um, I'm gonna stick to the songs that weren't singles and say "Tomorrow's Dust." That's a, uh, was a, it's a popular answer tonight. Okay, then in that case, I'll say, "Is it true?" <laughs> Ooh, another. I mean, we've talked about all of it, so you have We've we we had a long conversation. I'll take the next one. Which song would you show your mother? Is it true? Probably. It's fun. It's, uh, it's upbeat enough. It's the song that the the way I'm describing it to people when I'm saying, "You guys have to listen to this song." I always proceed it with, "This is going to be in some commercial," uh, like a couple weeks or months from now, sometime later this year. It's going to be in a commercial for like a car or a, I don't know, some kind of like new phone or something. And it's just going to be the background. You might not hear the lyrics, but it's just it's just going to catch your attention. You're like, oh, what's that song? And just whip out whatever it is. The I forget the name of the app that you uh, Shazam. You're just going to Shazam that and be like, oh, Tame Impala. It must be from that album. It's a really catchy tune. I really hope you're right, Alex. All right. Where was the first time you listened to the album, and where was the last time you listened to the album? I was literally just listening to it at work all day today. So <laughs> today was the last time. First time was uh, once I got home from work on the Friday that it came out. I, it was. It took a lot of control to stop myself, but uh, like during work on that day it dropped. But um, 
eventually I was just kind of like, I want to be in the correct state of mind, if you know what I mean. Oh, I know what you mean. (laughs) To listen and consume this album. Which planet would you want to be on while listening to this album? Ooh. Man, which one of you guys thought of this question? That would be me, sir. (laughs) I'm probably going to go Saturn. I don't have an answer. I don't have a reasoning for that answer, but I feel like it's a very Saturn-esque vibe. I can, I can, uh, I can, I can relate to that. What is the ideal earthly location to listen to this album? Where is your preferred environment? Are you like a beach guy? Or are you going to do like a nighttime? Like I'm, I'm going to say middle of the rainforest in a, like a cabana. Is that what you would call it? Like a, not, like not like a hut, but like I don't know some Amazon Amazonian rainforest. What's what little's left of it in the middle of the night? dark you can kind of hear the the bugs and wildlife off in the distance but you're just you're sitting there vibing chilling to this under the uh under the anti-mosquito light i'm into it what do you think kevin parker was dreaming during the process of making this album oh this is the first time i felt in a long time that the actual content lyrically and like thematically just overall in the album has kind of spoken to me i hate that phrase but usually i'm more looking and like interested in like musicality when big releases like this come out but i mean it was great musically really interesting a lot of really cool things going on especially coming from someone who loves electronic music and is approaching tam impala from that standpoint but like thematically all the discussions of time not only like how long it's been since they released an album like four or five years since the last one currents came out but also just sort of like how you get to a certain point in life and all of a sudden you blink and you're 10 or 15 years in the future. And you're like kind of everyone's like relation to time. They're, they're all kind of things that I've kind of been not like cause of Tame Impala, but I've kind of been, I guess, thinking about those things recently as you get into your late twenties and you get a little ex- existential, you know, there's all very uh, easy themes to relate to in this. And uh, tomorrow's dust was like probably the reason I like just immediately said that as my answer is because it it deals a lot in those themes, uh, like kind of forgetting the past and not dwelling on it too much. Uh, and also it's just the most interesting musically of the bunch and has like the best blend of like percussion and electronic music. So I don't know. I don't know if that answers the question about what was he dreaming, but I think those are like the themes that he's like kind of approaching this uh, with in mind. We'll accept it as an answer. Um, yeah, I thought it was okay. <laughs> you mentioned future and tomorrow. A little drawn out, but it's okay. That's okay. Where do you think slash see Kevin Parker going in the future with Tame Impala? I'm probably the wrong person to ask that because I'm kind of a relatively new Tame Impala listener. I kind of got in late. Like Currents was kind of my first album mm. release that I was like a proper fan of theirs and was like expecting it to come out so i don't really like it feels like they've been together what like 15 years i don't know what direction well it's really only him but yeah he's been making music since 2007 or 8 i think yeah so i i don't i don't know the uh i wouldn't be able to throw a prediction out for that but how much money i've also they've done so far like the, the the shift to more electronic material these last two albums even though it was present before that that's what's really like drawn people like me and who, you know, loved electronic music when they were in college, first coming out of high school and were like obsessed with it. And then all of a sudden just got kind of sick of that and the repetitiveness of it and started looking to branch out into other 
genres that were still incorporating a lot of the electronic stuff. All right, last question, then I'm going to cut you loose. How much money are you willing to spend on t- seeing Tim Fowler live this year? Like, is is there like an amount? Like, Great you- question, because I already spent $200 to get tickets to the cap- show at Capital One Center later this uh, year. There we go. I'm, I think I'm spending like a, around 150 to go see them at GovBall. But yeah, like... it. it I mean, that's a better deal. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, but I'm still... But still, my point is like... That's how that's how much we love this group and we love this band. It's like you don't really like two hundred dollars to go see them, like that's the that's I don't give a fuck. Like I have to go experience this, that that type of dedication and I I respect yes, the I hustle. Would pay Ticketmaster their twenty five dollar uh service oh, fee. Fuck Ticketmaster. The ticket itself was only seventy five dollars. We all them. hate Ticketmaster over here. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck Ticketmaster, fuck Live Nation. Yeah. All right, brother. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Uh, go right, if you want to. He- if you want to hear more from Alex, me and him talk about soccer on a weekly basis. Ghost Gold Podcast at Ghost Gold Pod, Twitter and Instagram. Um, uh, we also throw in some gambling lines as well now. So go check that out. Yeah, thanks so oh, much, Alex. And I just realized I never met you, but nice to meet you, man. <laughs> nice to meet you too, man. All right. Uh, thanks so much to Alex for coming on. Uh, like I said, go check out his podcast with myself. Uh, it's the other thing that i record every week well not every week but you you know that you get the picture and it makes me money sometimes does it oh, yeah. oh, you, you bet the lines i bet the lines look, look at this guy look 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 at him supporting I'm, the homies i'm looking supporting the homies boys support boys ladies support ladies we can all support each other really gender doesn't matter that's why i wear a bra support the homies so um as as the intern for today i I'm a content creator of sorts. Um, also, I'm also willing to offer my services. I'm going to Boston Calling in May, and I'm happy to be a brick house live field reporter. Oh, I'm in for this. If need be. Yeah. Can be... you do some Instagram TV? Like, can you bring like a fake mic that can... says brick house on it? And like reporting live from brick house. If... Not opposed to it, honestly. Right. Let's talk deets afterwards, right, yeah, okay. but I wanted we'll, you to know. We'll connect off mic. So, but anyway, as a content creator here, and I kind of spoiled this a little bit for you boys, but we're going to do it anyway. I was watching another show, and they had something. What show? Sh- what show? Um, are we doing free ads? I don't know. I, you hit it's me. a YouTube show I called Hot Ones. Okay. So, and they do something called Explain That Gram, where you have to explain that Instagram post. Unfortunately, for a podcast, that format sucks. So, I, being a responsible person, stalked you guys on Facebook. And- I don't know if Facebook is the responsible place to stalk me. How many years back did yeah. you go? How bad? Because I don't think I've, I haven't made the Facebook status in years. I have Facebook statuses from you two gentlemen from 2012 and 2013. Oh, God. Peak college we, years. We were babies. We were, you were, co- we were like babies. Well, no, we were getting pretty blessed at 318. Hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I had you, to. You were I, was t- you were t- I was there. I was there. It's you know, photographic proof. I can pretty much tell you all of Joe's 2013. He was playing a show on Taylor. And I had to scroll <laughs> past a thousand statuses of that. Actually, so, those were, that was junior year. Those were at my house. So anyway, I thought it'd be fun. I, I have four statuses of each year's. Okay. Mr. Brennan. I would, can I get date and time on these? I have them. I, yeah. So I'm going to give you Andrew's four statuses to okay. look over. Okay. And Mr. Pissarro, I'm going to give you Joe's four statuses to Joe. look over. So you can take a look through these. I don't know if you want to ask all or just one or two specifics, but I kind of picked a few that I thought, you know what, these could use a little more information. So um, um, there's a couple of these that I know that I liked. <laughs> Joe, how many of those do you think you liked? 
Probably none. <laughs> I honestly cut the likes out because it was showing my friends. I didn't need that on here. But like, you guys did like a lot of each other's posts, and I think that was actually kind of cute because oh, you know we're, we're really good together. Yeah, back in the day, you know, we're you got to support the homies. Yeah. Exactly. Who's going? For, what are we doing first? All right. So Andrew, on November twenty fifth, two thousand twelve. Okay, hold on, hold on. This no, is this, this is right around Thanksgiving. This Maybe is first semester sophomore year. Correct. Right before Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving. Around Thanksgiving. I know that because you said, made great time getting back to Scranton. Would have been great if I brought my backpack with my laptop. Oh my God. (laughs) All right. Yeah, this was sophomore year. I like woke up and got a ride from someone at like five in the morning, five, six in the morning, and literally forgot my backpack that had my laptop. The only thing you need. my school books. How did you get it back? Uh, Somebody, uh, first of all. How did you get your backpack back? Somebody else was driving to from the maryland area to scranton and we got it in their car and i like picked it up it's like random freshman's house most awkward and like pretty much like the most fear of god moment i've i think i had all four not true but like (laughs) (laughs) we don't need to get into that (laughs) we don't don't need to talk about that on this podcast but yeah that was an all-time moment the only thing i have to ask about that is just real quick is did you realize on the car ride up like halfway you're like Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Even like, better. How do you forget your backpack and I, books going to school? It was yeah. It was some Billy Madison. Stuff yeah. It was right I was like half asleep. Like I literally piled into my dad's car and just like realized that I left my entire backpack. I actually might have realized. Yeah. What state were you in? Uh, we were. I don't know. I don't know if we we're Maryland okay. or Pennsylvania. All right, Joe. On August thirteenth, two thousand thirteen, Canada was nice, but I got tired of maple syrup and Canadian bacon. How the fuck do you get sick of, of maple syrup? Had to piss off a whole country in like a minute, however long it took you to write that. You know what, Canada? You're really nice. But you know what? You should be a little mean sometimes. Dear Canada, f- you. And get some better bacon because it tastes like truck and trash. All right, Joe, my next one. On October 28th, 2012. Okay, again, first semester, sophomore year. The Hurricane Prep Show. If it's weather related, we are playing it. Listen on the radio, 99.5. Backslash channel nine backslash. So this was a promo for our radio show. Uh, Two hours of weather music. <laughs> well, I think I was thinking like Rocky, like a hurricane or something like that, or like um, sweater weather by the neighborhood or Joe. Come on, help me out here. How many times do I text you like a month being like, oh, I heard this really good song about a sweater. And you're like, yes, it's the neighborhood. You text me every month about it. Not lately. Well, I hear it all the time. I, I love I, that song. I think about texting you because like, I never remember who. It's the it. neighborhood. I'm going to text you next month. Being like, okay. Oh. All right. Well, I'll put it on. I'll put it on the Instagram when it happens. We probably play that undone sweater song. Oh yeah, Weezer, great yeah. one. Oh, that's also another very good. Sweater other song. sweater song. Yeah. Yeah. Should I put May 31st, 2013? So end of junior year. Yeah, it's the very end. Yeah. Very end of junior year. Oh, yeah. Should I put? In quotation marks, good at Candy Crush on my resume. <laughs> what job are you applying to? <laughs> I was applying for the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory. Oh, this job. He was applying for this job. See? I mean, why didn't you put being good at Candy Crush on your resume? Because I suck at Candy Crush. Well, that's it. Yeah, we're going to work on that. September 4th, 2012. Freshman, sophomore year. Freshman, sophomore year. Sophomore year. I mean, technically, by this point, it's my second semester of my sophomore year. If we would want to brag about it. All right, it. nerd. Anyway... <laughs> Delta Airlines just called me saying, I'm flying out of BWI to Detroit this afternoon. Good to know. No punctuation. <laughs> yeah, that one was atrocious to look at. <laughs> the Scranton education going to shame. Uh, 
Yeah, I did a lot. He was not an English major. I was not. I was only a communications major. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> what is BWI? Baltimore, Washington Airport. And Baltimore, Washington International. It's kind of in between Baltimore and D.C. You didn't fly to Dulles? Uh, never fly to Dulles. It's in super deep Virginia. Uh. B- yeah. BWI is like my go-to airport. I have actually flown from BWI to Detroit. It was only like three or four years later, so they were early. What were you doing in Detroit in 2012? Nothing, because I didn't go there. Why did you make this this status? No, what I'm saying is that I was called saying that... That That one had no lights. Yeah, that I was flying. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I like that. Makes sense. This one from Andy, I'm actually very interested in. Oh, God. Okay, so this one is from June 16th, 2012. Okay, so end of sophomore year, summer. in bold italics for some reason? I don't know. I guess it was important. I'll ask Zuckerberg next time I see him. Yeah. Quote, third year of being a lifeguard, comma, got my first save today. Oh, yeah. That day was weird. It was a crazy busy day at the pool. Um, so I used to work at this super big pool. I mean, like, end and end, it's Olympic size. Uh, Katie Ledecky, who went to the Olympics and won gold and set records for the United States, sets world records uh, at, like, 16 or 21 or whatever, uh, used to practice in my pool. Like, Humble brag. Not a big deal. Um, same water, same air. Just, you know, kind of, yeah. Not, it's a regular thing. Anyways. You guys shit in the same water. <laughs> we have like four guards up at one time. There's like a main pool lifeguard, a lifeguard at the top of the slide, and a lifeguard in the well. And then I was rotating in between... And one of the other guards went in to go save someone from the well. And at the same time, that kid's like, like there was another kid. Your like, pool has a well. That seems very irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. was, was his name Timmy? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lassie. Anyways, I had to pull out another kid at the same time as the person was in the well. It was just like a wild, like 30, like like a crazy minute and a half. And yeah, so two of us had to pull people out just, of the water at the same time. I'm just clapping here. That's thank you. That's cool. Yeah. That's, thank thank yeah. you yeah. for saving someone's life and pulling out. Thank you for your duty. <laughs> yeah, the wild thing was like she'd just come down the slide and she was just honestly disoriented. She didn't realize that she was like tall enough to like stand in the area. She just like totally wigged out and like so I literally picked her up and like stood her up. I was like you're okay, and then was like trying to see if I needed to go help the other lifeguard. And yeah, yeah, duty calls. I don't know. Um, so I think you have. I have one last status for Joe here that you have to read. Correct. Yep. Oh, you're right. Yep. And then this is an this is an all timer, I will say. Save the best for last. Thanks. Seven tins of cookies, a pumpkin pie, and chocolate cake. Thanks, Ma. Joe's face lit up when you read this one, like halfway through. He was like, Yes. December twenty third, twenty thirteen. Yeah. And I can attest I want all of those things from Joe's mom right now. So can you say it again? How many seven tins? Seven tins of cookies. A pumpkin pie and chocolate cake. Yes, that was that was peak mom because she was she was upset that I wasn't you know around the house. What's it called empty nester? Yeah, empty nester. Yeah. If it's not a term, it is now. Anyway, so I come home to just fucking plates and plates and piles and piles of cookies, all different kinds: the sugar cookies, the Italian cookies, the chocolate chip. <laughs> The oatmeal raisin with the little cranberries and white chocolate chips inside. That's why this podcast isn't successful is because we're not just flipping your mom's cookies for profit. Guys, go to BrickHousePod.com com slash Joe's Mom's Cookies and um, buy some cookies. Yeah. If yeah. we if we create a Patreon, we should part of one of our tiers should be we'll send you five cookies that Joe mom, Joe's mom made. Like, D- didn't you do a project on my mother's okay, cooking? Okay, I didn't do that. I made I created like a, a store front called mama bees sandwiches or whatever 
and it was yeah like i just needed a brainstorm for my graphics class and like i you're like it had been around a holiday when this happened and you're like oh my mom sent me home with this do you want some and it was like 20 minutes before my graphics class so i just was like yeah um so she hasn't been cooking as much because i live in new york now you know Mm. isn't that the worst i know like your parents do all that like oh we love you and you miss you so much while you're in school and then like the second that like you're not there. They don't. I mean, they, they, My mom told me that if I called her for three weeks in a row, she was going to send me a care package. I'm still waiting on that fucking care package. Did you call her three weeks in yeah. a row? Yeah. Oh, wow. Does she listen to this podcast? Fuck no. No. <laughs> no. No. So I'm going to get in contact with Andrew's mom. Let's go yeah. work on this care package. Yeah, I mean, you are the intern now. You're right, Mr. Pissarro. I'm so sorry. Okay, one minute, please. I have your... I, I don't have her number. Do you need my Rolodex? Do you have a Rolodex? Do you have like the Michael Scott type of Rolodex where it's like green means go ahead and stop talking <laughs> and red means shut up now? Like everything means stop talking. No, I don't. Okay, well. Cool. <laughs> cool. Right. Well, thank you to everybody for listening along to another edition of the Brickhouse podcast. Most importantly, thank you to Mr. Tom. Mr. Tom did a great job interning for his first time and he will be back. I don't know next time. I don't know the time after that, but he will be back because he is welcomed anytime he wants. Thank, right. you. Thank you, boys. Follow us along on social media at Andrew Pissarro, at at, um, at Brickhouse Podcast, and at TSPO92 on Instagram and at ESPO92 on Twitter. And hit us up at 917. 917-725-0616. I was close. Yeah, you only flipped two of the digits, which means you are not close. I'll take it as an A+. Hey, you flip those two around, you're close. You're spot exactly. on. Hey, bye guys. <laughs>